three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. gentlemen days and gays this is the real pineapple this is your humble host hunter here hope you're all having a good one whenever you're checking out this review i've got a review for the starling girl which is written and directed by laura uh, laurel uh, parmet who you most likely know from her short spring back in 2017. She also directed a short called called Kira Burning in 2018. This is her uh, feature film debut. And I've talked about this on the show before. I love a director who out the gate with their first film has such conviction and is so assured of themselves that they're like I know the story I want to tell I know exactly how I want to tell it and I don't care if it makes people uncomfortable honestly it might be a bonus if it makes people uncomfortable but I'm aware of my voice this early on in the game and it's just you know about now how I transfer that voice to other projects Laurel Parment nails this movie let's just get that out of the way this movie's fucking incredible not an easy watch. Let, let, let me get that out of the way, too. This is by no means an easy watch. But my God, when you want to talk about a director coming out the gate, knowing exactly who they are, and really playing their flag as far as someone that you need to go ahead and keep your eye on, uh, yeah, Laura Parment, Miss, I will be keeping an eye on you because holy crap, she just, she nails this. She nails this just right out the box. This film stars uh, Eliza Scanlon, who you know from The Devil All the Time, uh, Sharp Objects, which if you haven't seen Sharp Objects, watch Sharp Objects, that's pretty great. And then the latest iteration of Little Women in 2019, she played Beth, that's where I uh, where I recognize her from. Um, but she's special. She is absolutely incredible in this movie, uh, playing Jim Starling. So jumping right in here, I've talked about how I grew up in church. You know, I went to church really every Sunday from the time I was five to the time I was uh, like 20. Um, and that also included at points going to church sometimes on Wednesdays or Thursdays. I went to church a lot. And one of the things about church that a lot of outsiders just don't know is that there's a hierarchy to it. And I mean that in the sense of the people who make up the body of the church. You'll have those people who tithe a little more, those people who might be rich, who go ahead and get to sit up in the the nice pews uh, every Sunday. If if you're an outsider, you just kind of think that some of that shit's a coincidence. Nah, fam. There are so many moving pieces and political hierarchy that people just really aren't aware of who haven't gone to church, you know, for for years and years. And that spreads across the type of religion, that spreads across denominations. It truly doesn't matter. Every church um, is capable of this shit. And what I found so 
to be quite frank, triggering about this, and I'll, and I'll just give one example. Uh, I, I won't name the churches because I I really don't want churches to come after me. But um, but but one of the churches I went to, there's this woman who had an affair with someone who was married in the church, who was in a very prominent position, and this woman who cheated uh, cheated with this man who was married ended up getting pregnant. And our church tried to go ahead and throw her a baby shower. And I remember my mom talking to me about this going like, this is fucking stupid. Like, why the hell do we throw her, like, throw her a baby shower when, you know, adultery, that's one of those things the Bible is uh, pretty uh, cut and dry on the fact, uh, yeah, don't do that shit. And the fact that the church was very much like, well, you know, she's one of the more prominent people in our body. That was really one of the first times I remember going, wait a minute. And to tie it to something a little closer to myself, when I was 15, uh, 15 or 16, I remember going to my youth pastor's house at the time. And there was this lady in the church who was there that night. And she flat out said that she thought that gay people were demon possessed. I've talked about my, my interactions with the LGBTQ community, um, you know, my parents were both musicians, and you know, so we, so, so having gay people around was not a uncommon occurrence, or people who fit in the LGBT, uh, LGBTQ spectrum was an uncommon occurrence for 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 me growing up. And so when I heard that, I went in my head, I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? And yet, no one said anything. Now. You could say no one said anything because people were in shock. I, I would definitely fit under that bill. But there were definitely some people who didn't say anything because they were like, yeah, yeah, she's right. And again, that for me was one of those mind-blown what-the-actual-fuck moments where you realize how corrupt churches can be just like anywhere else. And this movie is a perfect, perfect personification of that fact. Um, so jumping in here a little more. So as I mentioned, uh, so as I mentioned, Eliza uh, Scanlon plays the titular Starling in Jim, and Jim is a 17-year-old girl who is feeling like a 17-year-old girl feels, or most teenagers feel. She's fucking horny. She doesn't understand what's going on in terms of how to deal with that. She's she's going through what pretty much any teenager who grows up in the church goes through where you're seeing the opposite sex or maybe the same sex you're going like oh wow they look good but then you have that whole guilt about waiting until marriage and oh my god you know these thoughts are the devil you know creeping their way in and you know everything that you're told from a very early age like the shame aspect of organized religion is something that's really not talked about enough uh, enough and look I, i myself have had my rants about organized religion. I look as someone who grew up in the church. I'm very grateful for the. For, I'm grateful for the people I've met through church. I'm grateful for the fact that, to an extent, uh, Christianity has given me a moral compass. But if you listen to the podcast for a, a decent amount of time, you know one of my biggest pet peeves is the concept that. A moral compass can't exist outside of organized religion, which is complete and total crap, by the way. But also, 
the shame aspect is so real. Like, I remember just having these times where I would just look at a friend and be like, oh, they're cute, or oh, damn, they're cute. And immediately that, you know, that thought of, oh, don't you dare, Hunter, like, don't you even think of it, like, that's, it gets exhausting after a while. And the fact of the matter is that's exactly how Jim is feeling. She just feels tired. And and, and, and it's, it's hard to watch from a guy perspective because I've had friends that have gotten pregnant at 16 or 17 and been a part of the church. And the way that the church disowns women who end up in those positions is insane to me. The way that churches just pretty much act like the woman just got like the woman got some cum got a turkey baster and was like all right i'm oh cool i knocked myself up it's like it takes two to tango and the way that there is no consequence for the man at all there's no shaming for the man at all the the way that it's very much a oh you slipped up you made a mistake or you were tempted by this harlot we're so sorry let's get you in the counseling so that you can be better oh you girl who got pregnant uh, the door's out. The door's right there. Don't let it hit you on the pregnant ass on the way out. It's disturbing, and that is the thing about this movie in particular that I just found myself laughing at. Because if you couldn't tell from the trailer, and I, I wouldn't even say don't watch the trailer. I, I would just say go go in go in cold. Let this uh, let let the movie do its thing. Like don't don't uh, don't 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 watch the trailer for this. It, it it's alright, but. What was crazy to me is the guy who plays the youth pastor, who Jim ends up having an affair with, uh, Owen, is played by Lewis Pullman, who, of course, we know as Bob from Top Gun Maverick, which blew my mind because I was sitting there looking at him and I was like, wait a minute, is that Bob? Like, that is fucking Bob. And it's, it's crazy how, while I'm not crazy about Top Gun Maverick, I've talked about all the reasons why. But while I'm not crazy about the film at all, Bob was one of those characters. I was like, ah, Bob's here. That's fucking cool. And you just kind of got, I got excited when I would see Bob show up. It's like, ah, that's awesome. Love Bob. And for him to go from playing Bob, a character that I think most people would go, oh, hell yeah, Bob rules, to playing this youth pastor who is such a piece of shit. I give Lewis Pullman all the credit in the world because I hated his ass. The more this movie went on, the more I was just like, I want to punch you in the fucking mouth. And that's just, that, that is the mark of a great actor. For me to love you in one thing and just despise you in the next, bravo, sir. Like, a tip of the cap. But where, where it gets interesting with uh, Owen is that he is married and he just has... So, okay. I think he would have had a wandering eye even if Jim didn't, what well, wasn't a thing, wasn't in the picture in any way. But Owen is having uh, some issues with his wife, uh, Misty, who's played by Jessamine uh, Burgum, who does a real, who has a limited role, but I thought did a great job for the bit she was in here. Um, you probably know her from um, a Tank House if you've seen it, or or uh, if you were the last, but. Um, oh, she was a producer on Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Well, fuck, I like her even more. But what I really like about the relationship is that this is a church relationship. It feels like two people, and, and I'll, I'll call I'll call it the exact way I see it. 
it felt like two people were probably 17 and were probably trying to hold on till marriage and just realized they couldn't and they probably got married at 18 probably got married way too young which this is where the shame aspect comes back in i'm gonna circle back to this real quick there are so many kids and let's call it is kids if you're you know 15 16 17 you're a fucking kid there are so many kids who i think fit that bill who are just so horny they don't their brains can't handle it but then they don't want to be shamed into having sex before marriage. And so someone that they think that, oh, well, you know, we're compatible or we've been dating for a year or two. Let's get married. It feels like that's exactly what Owen and Misty were. And even uh, Jim's mom, um, uh, Heidi, who's played by Ren Schmidt, even she talks uh, talks to her very early on. She's telling her you know you're 17 this is where we go ahead and we start you know you're supposed to start courting and that term in particular is something else i just went oh god they're saying courting not even dating but courting like oh my gosh you need to start dating this person so we can make sure they're right for you so you can get married 17 look y'all i I, look i far be from me to tell people how to live their lives but most of you don't need to be married when you're 18, okay? You need to go out in the world. You need to leave your hometowns. You need to get out there, fuck around consensually, and experience life a little bit. You don't need to marry the first person when you're 18. Some people do, and you know what? If it works out for y'all, fucking awesome. Like, like, cool. But not everyone needs to do that. So the, the moment that Heidi brings up courting, I went, oh, no. No, no, no. She does not need to be. <laughs> she does not need to be courting right now. She needs to just live her life. And that, in particular, the the shaming from the parents, not just the institution itself, but to have the parents shaming her, was something that just broke my heart. And again, th- this movie was really triggering at points because I've had friends who've gone through this. I've I've been shamed myself. By members of the church body and so watching this it's it's a very uncomfortable watch at points but it's very much a necessary one um i don't think i'm giving giving anything away here again i'm trying to be vague but there is a point where the affair is exposed and heidi's aware of it and she flat out tells jim that she's ruined in that term in particular first off it never say that to someone never there's no goddamn reason to ever say it to someone, let alone your own fucking child. And and two, the slut shaming aspect, it's like, y'all, can we can we not? Can we please try to cut this shit out? Even let's just let's just shoot for cutting slut shaming down 50%. Let's start there. Cause I, I realize 100% is unrealistic, but let's just let's just shoot for 50. Let's start there. Because the way that Jim is just the way she's talking to herself, it's so ingrained in her to feel shame that it, it's it's really quite depressing. There's this uh, there's this point early on in the film because Jim is a member of this uh, of this dance troupe. It's called the Holy Dance. Uh, sorry, the Holy Grace Dance Troupe. Which, my God, again when I heard that, I just went, Oh God, this is this is so churchy. I can't. There, there, uh, a woman comes up to Jim and her mom and goes, look, this is a teachable moment and I didn't want to say it in front of everyone, but 
we can see your bra through your white uh, robe. And Heidi doesn't even go, oh, you know, our bad. But it's done in such a, Jim, you, like, you dressing like this, it's tempting the boys around you. Like, how dare you? It's like, oh my God, y'all. Like, can we, can we ease the fuck up? And the fact that the, the woman who even brings it up goes, yeah, this is a teachable moment. I just rolled my fucking eyes. Like, you, you bitches. Like, how dare you fucking slut shame this child, this child when they weren't trying to do anything at all. Just fucking gross moment. But again, this is, the, the reason why this is so triggering is because a lot of you are going to watch this and go, oh man, I recognize this from my church, or I recognize this from an experience my friend had. There's so many moments like that in this movie that I just went, oh wow, that fucking sucks. Um, I haven't mentioned him yet, and I need to. Uh, Jimmy Simpson, who I'm always, I'm always excited to see Jimmy Simpson. I'm always just like, you know what, hell yeah, man. Uh, it's... <laughs> It's just it's just funny to see Liam from It's Always Sunny still being, you know, like and he's a great he's a great fucking actor, you know, like whether it's uh, a little white lie, which I just reviewed here, uh great movie by the way. Uh, you know, Studio Six Six Six, um I, as you know, the aforementioned Sunny, uh, the man who fell to earth, just to name a few things. He's such a great actor, and he plays the dad, uh Paul in this movie, and Paul, you find out, used to play secular music, and he was in a band. And I really like the way that there's this really cool connection between Paul and his band and what he used to do before he found God, because he was an alcoholic at the time as well. I liked the the parallel between him playing secular music in a band, and then Jim finding this dance troupe, this Holy Grace dance troupe, and her ego loving her to dance. And what's so interesting about that, and if again, if you've gone to church for you know a while, I think you'll recognize this. There are those worship leaders who you definitely feel like they're just doing it for the fame and for the recognition of the church body. There are definitely those people, and you can. It's not hard to pick them out. Like, like as you as you go through the system, it's much easier to see who those people are. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with that if that's part of it. And what I mean by that is that you can use your gifts to glorify God and still have an ego about it. Because I think most people want to do well at something that they're presenting to people, but to act like there is no ego in art in that it's just a pure thing it's fucking naive as shit so there's an actual conversation that paul and jim have about that that i went i like that this conversation exists because they're a thousand percent right there it the absence of ego in art is not a thing there, there's no way it's a thing even the most humble person there's a little bit of ego attached and there should be because ego does help drive you whether people want to have a conversation or not it is a great motivator and it does make people actually want to try and hone their craft so i don't see anything wrong with that and again that's another part of the shame aspect that i just went damn this is this is this is fucked the last thing i'll point out too is the concept of benchmarks when it comes to the church and i'll, I'll bring this up before i get to my uh, final thoughts here but 
there's a very gossipy nature to church, especially when you've been there for a minute. And the aforementioned Owen, he is the youth pastor, but he's also the son of the main pastor of the church. And what I really dug about this, this aspect is how there's this point where he's come back from, I want to say it's Puerto Rico, um, from teaching. And there are people, women, uh, quite a few women in the church going, oh my God, he's 28. You know, him and Misty have been together for a while. They should have a family by now. And that for me right there is such a fuck off moment because again, it's assigning benchmarks that, oh, you're this old. You should have done this by now. Everyone's on their own journey. Nothing always goes in life the way that we intended to. Often there are curveballs thrown in. So I'm sitting there going, why do they have to have kids by now? Maybe they don't want to have kids, which my God, what a fucking concept. Why are you why are you shaming them like this? And they're not even around. Like they're not even in your vicinity and you're talking shit. And it just it speaks to again the grossness of organized religion and what churches can do as far as shaming people. I just went, wow, that's 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 horrible. Um there's a there's one scene in this movie where um Owen gives Jim a ride home. And earlier in the film, she's chewing gum. And he goes, are you chewing gum? She goes, yeah. And he goes, yeah, spit it out. And But this time, she's in the front seat. And he goes, are you chewing gum? Spit it out. And the way she looks at him and spits the gum out in his hand, I went, okay, that is a boundary you need to set right the fuck now and go, you're 17, I'm 28, this cannot happen. And he doesn't. Because he likes the attention and he's a piece of shit. And the way their their affair evolves and the way that shit just breaks down, you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And my God, when the other shoe drops, it is, uh, I was going to say it's biblical, which is kind of implied, but it's crazy where this movie ends up. And I dug where this movie ends up. And that's all I'll say as far as uh, where this film ends. But... Again, getting in my final thoughts here, this movie will be triggering for people, but I think it's something you need to watch, especially if you're like me and you're someone who grew up in the church. Um, it is frustrating at points. It's going to be maddening to you at points, but this is such an incredible, incredible debut by Laura, uh, by Laura Parmet. And as I mentioned, um, Eliza uh, Scanlon, she's, you need to keep an eye on her. She does such a great job in this movie, and by the time the credits rolled, I went, man, that's a movie I'm going to be telling people they need to go out and see. Um, Again, this will probably cause some controversy because of the subject matter, but it's something you do need to make a point to go out of your way and check out. Um, This is, ooh, I'm going to give this an A plus for right now. It's just under a fan-fucking-tastic. I, it might change to a fan fucking fantastic on a rewatch because again I only watched this once and I was just like I'm triggered I'm I'm gonna stop for now like as far as just watching it the one time but this is an incredible piece of art and it's an incredible debut please check it this movie out it is well worth your time the Starling Girl great fucking movie it's a hour fifty seven but the two hours flew by for me so I I adore this movie. 
But The Starling Girl, have you seen it? What did y'all think of it? Let us know in the comments. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneUp, and Samsung Podcasts, name a few, at The Real Pineapple. Don't forget to follow me on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. That's R-E-E-L pineapple. And you can follow me on Instagram at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow me on TikTok at blackshazam775. And you can follow me on Letterboxd at blackshazam. Don't forget to like both our Facebook pages at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. And you can go ahead and find us on YouTube now at uh, just go ahead and search The Real Pineapple and we'll go ahead and pop up. And, uh, oh gosh, what else? Uh, yeah, I think that's, oh yeah, and you can follow us on, uh, follow us on Linktree at linktr.ee slash jhunterrealpineapple. That again is R-E-E-L pineapple. And go ahead and uh, follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jhunterrealpineapple. Gonna be hopping on there at the end of the month, most likely, and reviewing, uh, Gonna stream some AEW Fight Forever when that comes out. I'm so excited to go ahead and, and uh, get into that. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thanks so uh, seriously. Thank you so much for your support. We've got quite a few things coming out for uh, the month of June, including a review for the Flash, uh, the new Transformers. I'm gonna review the OG Transformers, the original Michael Bay one. Bleh. Um, I'm gonna be reviewing all four Indiana Jones films leading up to. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, so I'll be reviewing Raiders, uh, Last Crusade, Temple, and Gag, Crystal Skull. Gonna have a review up as well for The Flash, which, <laughs> uh, we'll see if it's good. And then I'll have a review up as well for uh, Asteroid City. I'm so excited to review Asteroid City. And uh, some other stuff down the line as well for the month of June. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon.